0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 110 of WFS, The Will Ford Show. Got a lot to talk about in this episode. The Jamal Adams trade from the New York Jets to the Seattle Seahawks. I kind of let this one marinate for about a week. I'm going to drop my thoughts on this trade. Spoiler, I think it's awful for Seattle. I'll explain why in a few minutes. Uh, The NFL Top 100 also dropped a couple days ago. Uh, I want to look at the quarterbacks that were listed on here. I think there are some notable ones that were left out. Also some surprising ones that were put in there. And the order for the most part is fine. Outside of a couple, we'll talk about that. And then looking at some baseball Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Joe Kelly suspended eight games for an altercation versus the Houston Astros. We'll dive into that situation, that scenario, and I've got some some hot thoughts on that as well. Lots to dive into this episode. Glad you're with me. Let's rock and roll. So, the Jamal Adams trade from the New York Jets to the Seattle Seahawks. New York gets two first-round picks a third round pick and they get safety Bradley McDougald in exchange for Adams and then a uh, day three draft pick. So it could be a, a pick anywhere from round four through round seven. I'm not sure what that pick is, but it's a, it's a day three draft pick, not that valuable. And you're getting two first round picks, a third and then McDougal. And for Seattle, I I don't know how this makes any sense for Seattle whatsoever. Because, number one, Bradley McDougald has actually been a solid safety. And if you look at the numbers over the last couple of years compared to Jamal Adams, McDougald actually has more interceptions. McDougald has been outproducing Jamal Adams in a number of areas, and interceptions is just one of those categories. Yes, Jamal Adams is a Pro Bowl safety, but. It, just doesn't make sense when you already have a safety who is performing pretty well and is going to be far cheaper moving forward because Adams only has one year left on his rookie deal and he's going to play that out with the Seahawks next year but Jamal Adams is going to command record-setting market money for the safety position he's one of the better safeties in the league Is he number one? Maybe not. I am a huge fan of Derwin James. Earl Thomas is still a great safety, even though he's a little bit older and got a history of injuries. Jamal Adams is up there, and he's a pro bowler. And so he's he's going to command a lot of money. He could, I don't know, he could demand $20 million next year. We're seeing players do it all the time now. The wide receiver position is now making over $20 million a year. The running back position is starting to trend in that direction. It's over $16 million a year. You're seeing pass rushers receive that kind of money as well. Quarterbacks, I mean Patrick Mahomes just got a $500 million contract. Now that contract is structured in a way that doesn't affect the cap for Kansas City that much in the first five years of the deal. Mahomes is going to make over $50 million in the last Uh, a season in the last couple years of the deal, but that's a lot of money and those are record setting deals. And so Jamal Adams is going to get some kind of deal. That's going to make him the highest paid defensive back in football. I believe Byron Jones is highest paid right now. I think he's making $18 million a year with the Miami dolphins. So Adams is going to command a lot of money and you already have a safety in Bradley McDougald who is putting up similar numbers, has more interceptions And he's going to cost you way less. And I mean way, way less. Plus, you also give up draft capital, very valuable draft capital for the next couple of seasons. Now, historically, over the last decade or so, Seattle has not been a great drafting team, especially in the first two rounds. They drafted Russell Wilson in the third, and that's been the best draft pick they've ever made, probably in franchise history. In the first round, they have not been great. They've drafted running backs. They've drafted a bunch of positions that they haven't really needed. And it hasn't panned out for them too much. They hit on DK Metcalf last year in the second round. But I mean, even if you're not a great drafting team in the first round, those are two extremely valuable picks. And I'm not sure if any player in the league besides Patrick Mahomes is worth More than uh, is worth two first round picks. Me personally, many of you who listen to this show, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and the Cowboys are a great drafting team. I think one of the best drafting teams in the National Football League. That's not a biased opinion. That is, I mean, that's a fact. I think the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings are the best drafting teams in the NFL. They know how to find personnel that fits their scheme and, and they groom players very, very well. They're great drafting teams. And so for them, those draft picks in the first round are extremely valuable. It's one thing to give up one first round pick for a player, because if you're, if you're giving up one first round pick for Jamal Adams, of course, Jamal Adams, he's a first round caliber player. He was drafted number six overall a couple years ago. That's fine. Like the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper. They traded away a first round pick. And of course, no one in that draft is going to be better than Amari Cooper, especially at the wide receiver position. So it makes sense to only give up one first round pick. But to give up two when you don't know what talent is going to be on the draft board two years in the future, uh, that's, that's a little puzzling, even if you're not the best drafting team in the world. Plus, you give up a third. That's a quality draft pick. And then you're giving up McDougal, who's putting up similar numbers. Uh, and and also to me, I've talked about this several times. Like I, I don't think the safety position is the most valuable, is one of the most valuable positions on the field. I've ranked the positions before. It's obviously quarterback number one. Then you need a strong offensive lineman, preferably a left tackle. Uh, if you have a right-handed quarterback, the only left-handed quarterback we have in the league now is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, So you would need a strong right tackle to protect his blind side. But regardless, you get the point. You need a strong offensive lineman on one side of the offensive line. Uh, You need a wide receiver. This game has now shifted from a running league to a more pass-heavy league. So you need a number one wide receiver that you can throw to and have a consistent connection with. You need a pass rusher. You need to be able to get to the quarterback. And then I think you need a lockdown corner too. And a couple other positions I would put in front of safety would be running back, linebacker. And when you count that out, you have quarterback 1, offensive line 2, receiver 3, pass rusher 4, corner 5, running back 6, linebacker 7, what, is safety number 8? Even then I'm not sure. To give up that haul for one player in a day 3 draft pick to me, it does not make much sense. I I just don't, I don't think anyone is worth more than one first round draft pick and you traded away two plus a third plus a quality safety who is far cheaper. So now if you look at it, Seattle is down two, two first round draft picks, a third round pick. They're getting Jamal Adams, but now they're going to be out you know anywhere from 15 to 20 million dollars for the next 5 or 6 years and i guarantee that deal is not going to be structured like Patrick Mahomes's where it's all backloaded the reason why Kansas City did that with Mahomes is so they could build a dynasty they're able to bring back Chris Jones on the defensive line and they can they can maintain a championship level team for the next 5 or 6 years and then once that money starts to increase Hopefully, you've got a a couple Super Bowl rings by then. And then that's when you're paying Patrick Mahomes most of his money. But for Seattle, this makes absolutely no sense. And I'm just not... I'm not sure why they felt the need to do this. I know a couple other teams were looking at Jamal Adams. Dallas Cowboys have been looking at getting a safety for the last couple of years. They wanted Earl Thomas. Couldn't get him. If you remember... Jerry Jones didn't want to give up a second-round pick for Earl Thomas. So why would he want to give up two first-rounders for another safety who is younger and maybe slightly better? Why would he want to do that? That just doesn't make sense. So for Seattle, I don't I don't know what they're doing. But the New York Jets are getting a steal because they're getting McDougal, who is just fine a very good safety at a very good price. And those those draft picks, the Jets can use those as leverage to maybe bring in a, a star player at a position of need. They can use it to draft heavy on the offensive line or maybe get some weapons at wide receiver. I would argue offensive line probably more than wide receiver, but just because Sam Donald's got to be protected. And I mean, the Jets, with that draft capital can start building something pretty solid in that organization, whereas Seattle, they've set themselves back, I think. Yeah, you're getting Jamal Adams, but the cost is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now on to another rant. The NFL Top 100 dropped a couple days ago. I want to look at the quarterbacks because I'm just a little confused at why Number one, some of these quarterbacks are on this list and other ones aren't. And the order is just a little perplexing. So I guess we'll just go through the list in order of how these quarterbacks fall on the NFL Top 100. Uh, The number one quarterback and number one overall player on the NFL Top 100 is Lamar Jackson from Baltimore. I 100% don't agree with that. Yes, he was MVP, and that's probably why he was put as number 1 uh, this is a player voted poll so it was mvp i understand he he lit the league on fire this year and not a lot of teams knew how to play him but he's not the best quarterback in the league russell wilson was number 2 on the list and the number two and number two quarterback patrick mahomes number 3 the number 3 quarterback on the list number 4 overall Drew Brees, number 4, quarterback, 12 overall. Tom Brady, number 5, quarterback, 14 overall. Aaron Rodgers, number 6, 16 overall. Deshaun Watson, number 7, 20 overall. Jimmy Garoppolo, number 8, 43 overall. Dak Prescott, number 9, 46 overall. Kirk Cousins, number 10, 58 overall. Ryan Tannehill, number 11, 68 overall. Josh Allen, number 12. 87 overall, and Kyler Murray, number 13, 90 overall. So if you're listening to this, clearly quarterbacks 10 through 13 on here, you're scratching your head on that one. I I am. Lamar Jackson, we'll just go back to the top, is not number one. Patrick Mahomes is number one. I just was just talking about it. He's the only player in the league that's worth more than two first-round draft picks. I don't know why he's not number one. I I guess people must have forgot that he won a Super Bowl this past year and also in his first full year as a starter, threw for 5,000 yards and had 50 touchdown passes. This guy has only been in the league for three years, two years as a full starter. Also, another reminder, he won the Super Bowl after being previously injured earlier in the season with a dislocated knee. The guy is literally Superman. I don't know how this was messed up by the players that voted on this. I don't know why Patrick Mahomes is number one. I do agree with Russell Wilson at number two. I think Russell Wilson is grossly underrated as a quarterback. What he does outside of the pocket, I think, is second to none in this league. Throwing on the run, he's the best quarterback maybe ever. Certainly should be number two. Then maybe you could put Lamar Jackson at number three just because of the season he had last year. And then I'm fine with then Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Garoppolo, Dak. Like, I'm fine with the rest of that order. I just think Mahomes and Lamar Jackson need to be flipped at number one and number three. And then really the rest of that top ten, or really, well, it's top nine, I, I agree with. I do think Jimmy Garoppolo and Dak Prescott are top 10 quarterbacks in the National Football League. Yes, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm a, I'm a little biased. This isn't a Cowboys podcast, but you probably don't believe me. But quarterbacks 10 through 13 really kind of confuse me a little bit. I love Ryan Tannehill just as, much, just as much as the next person. I think he's one of the great stories of the NFL, considering what he went through in Miami, all the injuries, comes back to Tennessee, and has a great year. But he's not the number 11 quarterback in the NFL. He's probably not in the top half of the league. Same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I think, is making great strides. Made the playoffs this year. I think he can be something, but still lacks a lot of accuracy and consistency. Kyler Murray is young. I like Kyler. But there's just other quarterbacks that should be above those three. And the same thing with Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is fine. Not at three years, $84 million guaranteed, but he's okay. Doesn't win in big moments. He's not a He's not a gamer. I really think 10 through 13 could have been four different quarterbacks. Now, of course, we've got to exclude Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Stafford from this list because although they are top 15 quarterbacks, They were injured last year, so you kind of have to put asterisks by their name. Of course, they're not going to be on this list. But where is Matt Ryan? Where's Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz, I think, is probably number 10. And then you put Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, and then I would probably put Derek Carr at 13. And I know the Falcons were terrible last year. They weren't a great team. I don't know how Carson Wentz isn't on the list. I know he got hurt in the playoffs, and he kind of is a walking injury. That's why I think he is kind of like that borderline 10, probably number 10. But what he did last year with the the Eagles, that depleted roster mostly on offense, injuries all over the place at wide receiver, to be able to chase the Dallas Cowboys down and then make the playoffs, how Wentz isn't on the list, I don't know. I don't know how Carson Wentz isn't on the list. Same thing with Jared Goff. The Rams weren't terrible last year. They had a down year, but they weren't terrible. Matty Ice is an MVP. Derek Carr has had MVP caliber seasons. I just don't know how Cousins, Tannehill, Allen, and Kyler Murray got put over those four. I'm just not too sure. I mean, while you're at it, you might as well put Gardner Minshew on this list. I think Gardner Minshew played better than Kyler Murray and Josh Allen at different points of the year. So why isn't he on this list? I just don't understand. Carson Wentz for sure is the most appalling one. And I hate the Eagles, but Carson Wentz is a very talented quarterback. And what he did last year was incredible. I don't know how he's not on the list. And how Patrick Mahomes isn't number one, that beats me. Now lastly before we close things out here on episode 110 I want to talk about the suspension in Major League Baseball pitcher Joe Kelly for the Los Angeles Dodgers was suspended 8 games for intentionally throwing at Alex Bregman and then kind of getting into an altercation kind of mouthing off to Carlos Correa uh, Carlos Correa excuse me after striking him out to be honest with you I think this is this is ridiculous Suspending him for eight games. Now, I'm, I'm not a fan of intentionally throwing at, at players because I don't want players to get hurt. You shouldn't be throwing directly at players because I mean pitchers throw, in the 90s, some throw even over a hundred. That hurts. Doesn't matter where you get where you get hit. You could get hit in the butt cheek. It still hurts. It's gonna leave a mark. I'm not, a fan at, I'm not a fan of throwing at players. But if we're being honest, the Astros kind of have it coming. Like what the Astros have done over the previous three seasons. Winning a World Series by sign stealing, cheating, and then making deep playoff runs the, the following two years for the same reason. Cheating, trash can banging knowing exactly what pitch is coming what they did was absolutely awful terrible for the game the mlb did not do nearly enough in disciplining these teams yes they took away draft picks they fired managers but the the players involved should have been suspended and none of them were like altuve should have been suspended correa bregman Any player that knew of and did not attempt to stop this cheating should have been suspended. Doesn't matter if they were directly benefiting from it or not. Like Justin Verlander obviously doesn't go up to hit, so he's not going to benefit from the sign stealing, but the team succeeds as a result. So if he knows about it, I mean, everyone's got to be suspended. To me, this is worse than what Pete Rose did in his career gambling on his own team and gambling on MLB games and gambling in general. Pete Rose is banned from the Hall of Fame, for crying out loud. They won't let him back in. He's appealed many times. They won't let him back in. So in my opinion, I think think every member of those Houston Astros teams from 2017 to 2019 should not be eligible for the Hall of Fame. If they're not going to be suspended, then their names cannot be immortalized in MLB history as Hall of Famers. As some of the best to ever play. Verlander can't be a Hall of Famer if he knew about it. Altuve can't be a Hall of Famer. Alex Bregman can't be a Hall of Famer. No one can be a Hall of Famer. Carlos Beltran, who... Became the new manager of the New York Mets before the start of this season, and then he was obviously let go by the Mets after this investigation had concluded. None of these players deserve to have their name immortalized. If Pete Rose can't be immortalized in the Hall of Fame, then these players don't deserve it. And to me, suspending Joe Kelly, like he is going to be serving more time, and he's being disciplined longer than any of those players ever will and that's disappointing and also like Joe Kelly's not the only pitcher that is intentionally thrown at these players like a pitcher from every team during spring training and the start of the season has thrown at one of these players and hit one sometimes on back-to-back at-bats like now I understand probably the the suspension came mostly from the mouthing off, and yeah, Joe Kelly ha- should he should have every right to say whatever he said as long as it wasn't demeaning to them as people. But like these guys cheated, they stole a ring from the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, come on, Joe Gel- Joe Kelly should not have to serve a single game of that suspension if those players. Don't get any punishment. The Astros deserve to be humbled. And to me, Joe Kelly getting punished instead is just, it's just wrong. That's just awful. That's enough of me ranting for a half an hour. Thanks for tuning into episode 110. I posted videos on Twitter and Instagram asking you what kind of content you want to see on this podcast. What do you want to listen to? And also, what do you want to see on those platforms? So what do you want to see on Instagram? What do you want to see on Twitter? Let me know in the comments of this episode below. I'll also post the audio of this to YouTube. So let me know in the comments on there as well. What do you want to see from me? Also, in general, what do you want to see on YouTube as well? I have a lot of ideas in my mind. But of course, working a handful of jobs, it's difficult for me to kind of sit down and really even do this sometimes, just do the podcast, let alone flesh out and actually try new ideas for different kinds of content. So let me know what you want to see, what you want to hear. I'm very curious to know. I'm open to suggestions. I love talking about sports. That's what I want to do primarily. But if you want to see, for example, video game content, or you want to hear me Talk about life. I'm only 20 years old, so I don't have a lot of life experience. But I know some people are interested in that kind of stuff. Shout out to Donnie Kearns, head coach of Buckeye Trail High School Football. He wants me to talk about college football, college recruiting, uh, high school football, things like that. So anything, just let me know. And I'll see what I can do for you. But thank you so much for tuning in to episode 110. We'll see you in episode 111. This is WFS, The Will Ford Show.